0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to five minutes of courage with me, Maggie. Today is day three, our final day in John chapter 12. And if you know me at all, or if you've listened to very many of my podcasts, you know, I have a great love of the old te- testament. And today, one of the prophecies foreshadowing the life The death, the resurrection of Jesus comes to us from the book of Isaiah. So Isaiah was an Old Testament prophet who lived hundreds, if not thousands of years before even the birth of Jesus. And he had the opportunity to see what was going to happen and then to not only foreshadow, but to prophesy in his book. So if you go back to Isaiah chapter six, you will find what John's referring to today, but John's talking about how even though Jesus had this three-year ministry in which he showed multiple signs and wonders, where he taught, where he brought kindness, and he taught people to turn the other cheek and no longer treat each other as an eye for an eye, so many did not believe him. In fact, the majority of those who did believe him were not Jews. And if you look at this with a 21st century viewpoint, it's not strange to us that the church is almost exclusively Gentile, because we've come to accept that as quite normal, that there aren't that many Jews that have converted to Christianity. But this was not the way that it seemed to the men in the time of the Old Testament. It seemed so odd to them that they could walk and talk and be with the Lord and yet not believe the signs and wonders. So Isaiah had said that that he has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart. And what he's talking about is God acted judgment upon those who refuse to see truth and those who refuse to turn to him. God would strengthen them in their decision, either for Jesus or against him. And so if they even a little bit believed in Jesus, God would that was enough, that was a mustard seed for God to work with, but so many of them just didn't believe, and it didn't matter. Jesus rose Lazarus from his grave, and yet what were they? They were angry. They plotted to kill him. They wanted to eliminate this threat because he threatened their power. Sounds a little bit like what goes on in, in modern times. People, as a rule, kind of don't change. And so many didn't believe in Jesus, but there were a few who did see what he did, and they believed in him secretly. They believed in the signs, and they heard his teachings, but what were they? They were afraid They were afraid of what others would think of them, and so they didn't openly declare or confess their allegiance to or to trust in Jesus. As they say in the movie, Pretty Woman, big mistake, huge. The theologian Barclay says that secret discipleship is a contradiction in terms for either the secrecy kills the discipleship or the discipleship kills the secrecy. So what he's saying there in plain, regular American English is there's really no point in being a, a secret Christian or um, a, a real quiet Christian. You're either in or you're not. Because Jesus explains that if anyone served him, they would receive honor from God. And isn't honor from God way better than any kind of honor or praise we can get from people? There are many who love the honor that comes from people more than the praise that comes from God. And I I suppose on this side of the microphone, I can pontificate that that just seems shallow and and really rather empty, although I'm one who cares what people think. I like to be liked. I, I have a hard time when I think someone is unhappy with me or doesn't like me, and so you know, if that's that's a character flaw in myself, hopefully it's not just me. Anybody out there relate to that? Shoot me an email. Let me know that we're in this together. It's much more important to me, though, as I mature, as I grow in my faith, and let's be honest, and in age, I care much more what my Savior thinks of me than any person on the planet, because that's really what is the most important thing. And as Jesus rounds out this chapter, he reminds us, I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He's the light. The incarnation of Jesus wasn't necessary if Jesus was only here to judge, because he did not need to add humanity to his deity to do that. He could have done that as he was, but he did need to do it to rescue humanity. Remember that lovely word grace? We can't rescue ourselves. We can't do for ourselves what only Jesus can do. There are there are going to be inescapable consequences for not realizing that Jesus has done for us what only he can do. And Jesus also reminds us that he doesn't just speak on his authority. He stressed his own submission to God the Father. He His authority was connected in submission to God the Father. And this was really kind of the last time that Jesus publicly and loudly addressed the public before he went indoors. And next week, we will see the beginning of what we know as the Last Supper. Jesus will wash the disciples' feet at the beginning of John chapter 13. And even though we in the United States will celebrate Easter in real time this Sunday, we will just be rolling into the events coming up prior to Jesus's death next week. So on Monday, take a, take some time, read John chapter 13, and I will see you right back here on Tuesday as we debrief it. Have a great weekend. Happy Easter. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage, then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to five 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.